What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the crease dive. Today is Monday, June 17th, and we just wrapped up an absolutely absurd week in the Premier Lacrosse League. We had three games on the weekend, all three games, one goal game. Uh, so we had two overtimes on Saturday, second time so far this season. We've seen both of the Saturday games go into overtime. And then Sunday, Atlas pick up their first win of the season. They get it done by one goal over uh, over the Chrome. So, Jake, it was it was a weekend that came down to the wire all over the goddamn place. So how are you feeling after that one? Uh, you got to be an idiot if you're not watching the PLL, okay? Um, you know, in the middle of – one of the games, um, the last game, uh, the Atlas game, my dad calls me and he goes, I'm looking, I'm scrolling through NBC Sports and what is this shit? The PLL? I was like, uh, yeah, got to turn that shit on, dad. So now my dad's a subscriber and he absolutely was blown away by uh, not a lacrosse guy. He's a tennis guy, but he, um, you know, he, he likes lacrosse because uh, you know, watching me play, but like he was absolutely blown away by the speed of the game and how much fun, you know, uh, the announcers have and everything like that. So it is a great, uh, a great weekend. Um, I mean, if you're not on board the PLL train by now, just get the fuck out. Yeah, man, it's weird. Like, I, I feel like there's still this, uh, there's this like one, there's just a, a group of people out there and it, it really, it can't be too many of them, but they're lacrosse fans who are still, just waiting for like something to go wrong in the PL, like just so that they can say, Hey, I told you so I told you that this wasn't going to work out. Like there are still some people out there that it looks like they're like rooting against the league, even though they're lacrosse fans. Um, Well, guess what? You fucking bozos. You lost this weekend. Like there's no, like this, this weekend right here was what professional lacrosse was supposed to look like. All these games were great. Um, Great highlights all around, whether it's the the physical stuff, which we'll get into that in a second here, um, or just you know some nasty, nasty goals, uh, and then all these games coming down to the wire. So, if you're someone who was like actively rooting against this league because I don't know, maybe you you like the the other league a little bit better, tough break because you're shit out of luck now. Yeah, there's just I mean, it, there's really no reason um, other than some like maybe personal vendetta like maybe one of these uh guys you know on one of the teams fucked your girlfriend or something like that like i don't i i don't know man you know or maybe you're just an old crotchety uh lacrosse purist i think that's um, what it is i like i think it has to be every time i see one of these people it's like like i i I'll like just like look at their profile real quick just to see what they're all about um a lot of it's like like the first thing in their bio is like father of three. And it's like, all right, man, like, ah. like congratulations on, on the sex. Um, but like be like a regular person one time. Like, yeah, like everyone has kids. That's the whole reason why there's like billions and billions of people in the world. Yeah. It's like nothing special. And then, you know, the rest of their bio is like class of 78 Syracuse class of 78, but like they didn't play lacrosse or something. They just, you know, like they're, roommates were lacrosse players or something like that and like they've just been a lacrosse purist for 30 years for some fucking reason yeah oh this isn't the game i grew up with yeah exactly so it's like relax bro just gotta get up with the times probably still using like blackberry from 10 years ago and you know have a landline in their house like just come on 
landlines. What a uh, what a scam. What? Yeah, really, really is. You know how long um, we pay for that shit? <laughs> fucking the Bell Telephone Company, you bastards. Um, hey, listen. So obviously, like there, there was a lot of positives in the lacrosse world this weekend. Um, you know, all these games were were awesome to watch. But I do have one thing that I need to bring up, um, and this is a pretty serious subject. All right, so I need everyone to kind of just uh, you know put on their serious hats for a moment here. Just you know, get buckled down. Um, you know, make sure you you, you tell your loved ones. Um, how much they care about you because you know this is something that could happen to anybody i think what we saw this weekend again just bear with me here um you know because this is tough for me to bring up i think the premier lacrosse league is addicted to overtime i think that this is a, a serious addiction right now um it started off you know the so june 1st those first two games on that saturday you know, both of those games went to overtime and it was like, you know, we all thought it was like, you know, it was pretty fun, a little quirky, like, oh, look at this. You know, the first two games going to overtime. Who could ever imagine that? Um, and then the first game the next week goes to overtime. And then this week, both of the Saturday games go to overtime again. That's there have been nine games in the PLL's history so far. Seven of them have been decided by one goal which means that, you know, they were trying to get to overtime. And then five of those games that were decided by one goal have gone to overtime. So five out of nine games have gone to OT. Um, this is, it's starting to be, again, like, like you can think it's, it's, it's fun and quirky right now, but this is something that we're going to need to keep an eye on because I think that it's, it's a serious addiction, um, you know, and, and, and Hey, it, like that's that's how anything starts. It starts off. You're thinking you're having fun with your friends, playing some lacrosse. You're like, hey, how neat would it be to go to overtime right now? Then you get that one hit of OT, and and you're just chasing that. You're you're chasing that OT rush for for the rest of the season. So, um, you know this this overtime addiction might be something that we need to keep an eye on for the rest of the season here. Yeah, no, I, I I totally agree. It's like that, you know, that Buffalo Wild Wings commercial where they they hit the overtime button. Somebody's absolutely just rocking that overtime button at the PLL press box. So, um, we're on to you. I'll tell uh, you what, I did see the the PLL main Twitter account did mention Buffalo Wild Wings yesterday. Um, I think they were trying to get people to like turn on uh, NBC, like wherever you know they could be, but they did mention B Dubs by name. Which like little, little them. I mean the 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 tinfoil hat might go on right now. A little little conspiracy light bulb just went on there. But the fact that they went out of their way to mention B dubs um and they're addicted to overtime, there might be something there. Like I might have to, you know, then put on the investigate journalists hat here, um, you know, and start, you know, what what did they say? Just you know, follow the money trail, you know. So yeah, there's always a money trail. There's always a money trail. So B dubs, maybe. That 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 seems pretty plausible right now. Um, you know, all these games coming down to the wire. You know, especially that game yesterday on NBC with with the Atli picking up their first win of the season. Um, you know, that was 12-12 with under a minute left. Um, you know, and then Connor Busek, uh, you know, former uh, greaser of the week winner. He he put the dagger in on a relative. It was like a good shot, but it like wasn't like one that I was like, oh, that's a game winner right there. Um, so it, it seemed like that game mistakenly finished in regulation when it should have gone to overtime. So maybe that, you know, someone fell asleep behind the wheel at Buffalo Wild Wings. But yeah, I mean, again, I, I just think that, you know, 
it, this is this is a, a, an addiction and you know it's, it's fun for lacrosse fans to watch uh but it, again it's something that we're going to need to keep an eye on definitely uh we're on to you buffalo wild wings we're on to you pll so uh now another thing that we need to talk about this one uh there's a little bit of a civil war brew. There's been a civil war brewing in the lacrosse world for months now, you know, as soon as this new league was, was announced. Um, but there's now an, a civil war within the civil war. Um, so I, I don't, I don't even know what that would be called. I didn't pay attention enough in, in history class to kind of get a grip on that one. But um, so the war within the war right now is so uh, I should mention, because this will, play into it a little bit later we have nick Acello of the redwoods coming on uh this this inter- this episode for a nice little interview to talk about this moment that he had a nice little scrap with blaze riordan um so you know these two guys things got a little bit chippy in that first game on saturday between the redwoods and the chaos blaze ends up going with the suplex taking down a to the ground perfect form um you know i think blaze definitely was watching a lot of you know he, he spent some time here in philly playing for the wings so he's probably watching some brian dawkins highlights looks like he pulled that one off to perfection and then as a gets up from the ground first off great move by him because helmet was already off uh so he's getting a lot of face time that you know lot the camera's obviously going to be on him helmet's off so everyone gets to see him and then he just clocks back with with his right clean connection right to the chin piece of of blaze's helmet and now we've got the civil war brewing between again the uh, pretty much like the father of threes um who are now all saying like i i can't believe that this league would would highlight uh fighting i can't believe the direction this league's going in we can't have fighting in this game like think about the kids you know what about the kids um which is like crazy to think about like imagine like, what do these people think that you're just going to be like driving one day? You're going to pass, uh, you know, a lacrosse practice between a bunch of like eight and nine year olds. And like, they're not even going to have balls out for the field for practice. They're all just going to be like dropping the mitts and chucks and some knucks. Like, no, that's not how it works. Like, yeah, it was like one punch, but like, it's not like kids now are, are like, Oh, lacrosse is UFC. Um, but so that, again, that, 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 that's another thing right now that, um, you know, personally, I, I don't think that this should be a surprise to anybody. I fucking love this shit. I think it's great. I think it's what the sport needs. Um, it's gonna it it grabs the attention, it gets eyeballs, and then also, but like I don't even care about that. Like I don't want them to fight just for a ratings ploy. I want these guys to fight because they have so much on the line here. Like the competitive nature in them is like, yo, fuck off. Like I want to win this game so bad that if I need to crush you with with a right uh, you know, with a right jab. I got you. So, you know, what what are your what are your thoughts on on the fighting here? You seem uh So I you know, so here here's my thing. Um you're going to put the best players in the entire world on the same uh, on, on the same playing field, right? You're going to have the best players in the world playing against each other. All of these guys are the best player in the world, best players in the world because of their competitive nature. The competitive nature is what drives them, right? You know, it's like it's the fire underneath them. So when you pit these guys against each other, it's going to spill over. You know, the emotions are going to spill over there. I mean, it, it's going to happen. OK. Um, and, you know, it's just because they play so damn hard all the time. And you can and I, I don't see like what would you want them to do? Like, to, you know, tone it back or like, uh, 
you know, be less passionate about the game. You know, to me, it's it, to me, the, the game is about leaving it all out there. Um, and if, you know, for some reason that, you know, it ends up in a, in a, in a scrap, you know, the guys are going to get up, they're going to dust themselves off. They're going to, you know, um, bump knuckles and, and be like, you know, let's, let's get back out there. You know, it's not, it's not going to, um, affect them off the field. Uh, you know, I saw Blaze Reardon on, on Twitter was like, you know, it's all love between me and, and Nick Asello. you know, it's just the game. So, uh, the other thing is, uh, apparently, um, everyone who saw the highlight, uh, thought that Nick Asello got dropped by Reardon after the punch, which was simply not the case. And we need to clear that up for all you kids who didn't watch it. And your parents haven't bought you the, the $39 PLL subscription. Um, and you just saw it on Instagram. Reardon took him down for the suplex. Then he got up and Ocello cracked him in the mouth. So you, there's, there's, it, it definitely would have been different. Now that, that's very true. It would have, it would have been very different if Reardon had suplexed him after, after, because then it would have been like, wow, that punch didn't mean anything, right? Like it didn't affect him very much. So that, that, that event is, is very important. Um, but I mean, now I'll say that because you because you brought this up that so um, you know the two guys they went to Twitter afterwards just to say you know so I let, let let's read them right here so this one uh, from Blaze at B Reardon ten on Twitter uh, the example I'm trying to set is not represented by fighting the PLL brings out the competitor in us athletes which has been missing at the outdoor pro level nothing but respect for Nick Ocello and another incredible weekend put on by the Premier Lacrosse so again he's not going into these games looking to fight but once the com competition gets going sometimes some you know some tensions arise and sometimes you just need to suplex a guy um and then nick Acello, at nick Acello, for the record blaze reardon suplexed me to the moon before i threw the punch gotta get ahead of that story props to props to his back for not giving out oh props to his back for not giving out on him picking my fat ass up what a leak so like both of these guys they went to Twitter afterwards. They said, hey, like this is just – it's something that happened. It's not a big deal. And this is something that we talked about in our last episode that like we need these guys to start fighting a little bit on the field so that those tensions don't sp then spill over to like the bar, you know, in, in like some yeah, random bar. That. Yeah. But like think about that. Like so these guys, they got it out of their system on the field. Then they went to Twitter. They're like, hey – it, you know, it, it happened. We both have respect for each other. It's not a big deal. And then it's done from right there. So like, if you're a person right now, that's like, Oh, you like fighting doesn't belong in the game. Like th this and that, like, think about the kid. It's like, no, you dumbass. Look at the example that they just set. It's like, yeah, you can have a little brouhaha on the field and then it's over with. You don't carry it on for the rest of the, the rest of the weekend or the rest of the season. It happened. You take care of it. You guys both have respect for each other. And then you move on like that should be a pretty good example set by those two guys. But then you have all these fucking dorks out there that are like, oh, well, my eight year old kid was watching the game and now he's going around stabbing people in the throat with his stick. Like, <laughs> it's like, no, like you're just maybe you're just a bad parent then. Like if you can't have like your kid watch a game that has one punch and then like you're worried that that kid is then going to start going around just cold clocking kids like every it's like, no, like maybe you should just be able to step in a little bit more and be like hey sometimes that happens during competition but like let's not try to go out there and just fight all the time yeah and the other thing is um is like the 
Yeah, you're totally right. There's absolute the, the dorks out there who are, you know, saying fighting doesn't belong in the league and all, all of that stuff. Um, I absolutely lost my train of thought. But the whole the whole point is here that that. Oh, I got it again. Sorry. My brain is so small and so smooth. Um, you know, who hasn't let let he who has not punched his best friend in the face cast the first stone? Who is your best? Like if you've not gotten into a fight with your friends at some point in like a physical fight with your core group of friends in your life, they really are. Are they really your core group of friends? You know, if you haven't suplexed your your college roommate into a table, like what what have you done? So that's, that's I, I, much I, the two that's the the two criteria criteria to hit in order to be a best friend. Like it's like you got to see his dick, and yeah, and you have to have had at least like suplex them like one time. So if you haven't done either of those things, like that's that's an acquaintance to you. If you've done one of those things, it's like yeah, that's your buddy. If you've done both of them, like that, yeah, that's your best that's your best friend. So yeah, you're you're spot on right there. Yeah. So I mean. It, 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 it becomes like you know, uh, God. I just I read I read through some of the mentions. You know, Nick Asello's mentions. You know, obviously, um, I I love the guy because he's such a he's absolutely one of us, a keyboard warrior, and every every sort every every you know sense of the word he's going through. And people are like, Nick, you suck. I'll fight you. He's like, I'm the toughest guy on the internet. So like, big props to big props to him defending his defending his title on and off the field. Yeah. So uh, again, I I think I, I think what Blaze said was perfect. It's like these guys aren't going out there looking to get in a fight. Like it's not like they're it's not like a like a like a beer league lacrosse game where you got a bunch of guys who are like thirty five years old. They're divorced. They hate their their lives, and they're just going out there to try to like beat somebody up and like also maybe have a lacrosse catch. It's like no, like these guys are the best in the world competing against each other. In a league where seven out of nine games so far have come down to just one goal, so obviously things are going to be a, a little tight. Sometimes things get a little bit out of hand. We get one punch, and out of the entire weekend, like one punch, three incredible games. Like if, if you take the one punch away from the week, is if that's like your biggest thing out of this weekend, it's like, oh man, like the PLLs like ruining the game by by adding fighting in here. And like, if that's the one thing that you take away out of a weekend where we had three games that all came down to just one goal, then then like you're an idiot and your your opinions mean nothing. Yeah, I mean, you you deserve to be miserable if if that's the you deserve to be a miserable dork if that's your takeaway. So, yeah, wrap that one up. Yep. Um, hey, real quick, let's uh let, let's get a little cliche here. Um, so you know it. I, I know that I'm a big believer of this. Um, you know, I, I know that you're also a, a big proponent as well. So the cliche, look good, feel good, play good. All right. This has been something that's been, um, you know, discussed at length. You know, we talked about it last episode as well. And, and we talked about how Ryan Drenner heading into this weekend playing in Chicago while rocking a pair of Yeezy cleats was going to be one of the biggest difference makers uh, in, in the games this weekend. So when we have the Whip Snakes taking on the Archers in the second game on Saturday, two, the only two undefeated teams left in the league, who else but Ryan Drenner comes away with the OT dagger to make the Whip Snakes the only team to start 3-0 and in the Premier League history so far this season? 
You called it. You absolutely called it. I think I chose the archers in this one, unfortunately. Um, yeah, so, you know, the weather started kicking up right before the game. So you had to add the rain in there. And then, but so I, th I thought Drenner was going to have a bad game when, um, was it Dominique Alexander or was it, yeah, Dominique yeah. Alexander absolutely just rocked his shit uh, in the in the middle of the third quarter. Um, but, dude, they, they, the whip snakes absolutely hung on. Um, it's something about the archers, they, their defense has really shown out. Um, I think that their defense has probably emerged as one of the better defenses in the league. Um, it seemed like the offense was making a lot of hasty decisions. Uh, which is very unlike the Archers offense that could have been, I mean, the weather makes, you know, rain makes everybody a little bit um, hasty, you know, like you're like, ah, I get the ball out of my stick. I don't, I, I don't want it, you know, because uh, I don't want to be the one who, who sails a shot eight feet over the cage underhand. Um, I thought it was just such a fantastic game. The guys were just trudging it, you know, trudging it out through the, through the weather. Um, I, I thought that the game was going to be over when Tom Schreiber absolutely just snapped in the second quarter. I, I thought that, you know, it, it was going to be, I thought the, the archers were going to run away with it, but you know, I think Tom is one of those guys, yeah, absolutely the best player in the world. Definitely one of those guys who thrives in a little greasy environment in close where everybody's slipping and sliding. Uh, fantastic. Just all over. I mean, what do we have anything bad to say about the game? No, I don't really have anything bad to say about the whole weekend. And like, yeah. there, there are going to be some like people on there that's like, oh, like, like you're just like a, a mouthpiece for the league or some shit like that. It's like, no, like just watch the games. They're all fucking incredible. Um, and you know what? I thought that the weather, so the weather made this perfect. And I think that this is something that, um, you know, it's not too late for, for the PLL to kind of make this a thing. So when you're playing lacrosse in the rain, Everybody knows that one of the best things about that is when some guy just slaps the back of the net with a snipe and then you get that splatter of rain coming off the net. Um, it really it frames the shot beautifully. Uh, and then, you know, with the way that these guys are are capturing the games, you know, with the highlights and everything with the slow-mo, like you can get some great spray shots with that. So I think, you know, moving forward, we almost need to start just eat like even if we're playing in like beautiful 75 degrees and sunny weather we need to start spraying down the nets you know hosing them down before the games maybe hosing them down between each quarter just to make sure that there's enough moisture in the net to when you just crush the back of the net there you get that that spray action i think that's a t i think i think that's huge too um i also think that you know if kanye west kanye if you're if you're listening um probably I think, you know, it, would, it probably is um you know we can at least get it to somebody on his team you know maybe maybe kim's listening you never know i mean as she seems like a, a huge lacrosse fan um you know if you wanted to to bankroll all of the players wearing easy cleats um i think that would be an even playing field i think ryan drenner now has an unfair advantage um i mean is he the most clutch player in the world right now is he the mo well, most well-dressed player in the world right now? Does he have the nicest hair in the league right now? Like, these are all things that are true. So, Kanye, if you're out there, if you're listening, like, you know, some Yeezy cleats all around would 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 be pretty nice, I suppose. Yeah, and think about, because, like, Kanye's whole thing when when he was first coming up it, like he was, he was going with the polo shirts, you know, the, you know, the, the collars popped a little, like he came up pretty much, he stole, uh, 
he pretty much appropriated lacrosse culture when he was first starting. So, and like, I have no problem with that. Like I, I, if anything, it would, it's pretty flattering. Um, but I do think that he kind of owes the lacrosse world. Uh, you know, he kind of needs to pay us back a little bit for that. Like he, you know, he kind of, he took our culture, you know, wearing like two polos at the same time, a lot of like pink going on and stuff like that. Like that was like the peak, like warrior Mac daddy era where everything was just neon and, and pink and shit like that. Um, took it right from us. Now is his turn to to repay the lacrosse community um, because we made him everything that he is today. And all he has to do is just, you know, get get a couple more, uh, you know, th- throw some more Yeezys out. Now, I don't think that they should go on everybody. OK, like uh, true. some people would ruin it. Like there are definitely definitely some guys that, you know, that's just like not their style. Um, you know, like a guy like I, I keep thinking back to a guy like Connor Farrell. Like I want him wearing like land sharks yeah yeah like just just as as gritty as it gets um you know and and just land sharks with just like milk stains all over them um but you know there are definitely uh you know definitely some players out there that we need more of them because you're right ryan drenner does have a bit of an unfair advantage right now um i think if the league were to start testing for peds the yeezy cleats at this point would would be a red flag I absolutely do. I think there's a certain amount of players that can rock the easy cleats. I think there's plenty of them that cannot. I'm sure there's plenty of them that are too humble to rock those easy cleats. But um, going back to the 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 weather and the whip snakes um, archers game, uh, one thing I did notice is that these these guys. I'm sure they have multiple jerseys. You know, and and a lot of them, including Tom Schreiber, uh, best player in the world. Let's just tell you how superstitious these guys are. They didn't change jerseys a half. I didn't see anybody. Everybody was still muddy all over. So you really have to respect that, you know, you know just kind of wallowing in the in the in the in the rain for, you know, two and a half hours. Well, because, you know, you think about like how, you know, especially that game was a was an NBC sports game. So like you think about how many people are going to be watching that, at least the, the potential of how many people could end up seeing that you don't want to be the guy in the second half with a, a crisp white Jersey out there on the field. Cause then everyone's going to be like, like, well, like does this guy suck or something? Like, did he not get in, in the first half? Like you want that, you know, you, you can walk out of the tunnel looking great. Like you're going to get those photos of you looking real crispy as you're walking down the tunnel. But then as the game goes on, like you want the, those pictures of you being muddy because then it's like, it's like, yeah, like, I, I, I get after it. Like I get, I get plenty of tick. All right. You don't have to worry about me. Um, you know, so I feel like if you did change the Jersey, people would then start to question how much playing time you actually get. Um, and, and that's, that's just, that's a rough conversation to have. Cause like, you don't want to brag. It's like, Hey, like, yeah, I was in the game the whole time. I just changed jerseys cause I'm a professional athlete. Um, but you also don't want people to mistakenly think that you're a scrub. Uh, it's true though, but it also could be like, Hey, like I, you know, I'm flexing on everybody because like, I just, you know, I walked out with my whole, whole new change of gear. Not a big deal. You know, just a couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there. It's not a big deal. I'm a pro. I'm a pro. Yeah. You know, um, I think, I think there is like a little bit of a fine line too, because like, like a few mud patches on the Jersey looks good. Like it looks like you're, you're in the middle of the action, but if you have too much of it going on, then it's like, well, like, what did you just get like bitched around and, and tossed everywhere? Like how, how did you end up on the ground so often? Like I get that it's raining and everything, but 
like maybe find yourself in the weight room a little bit more and you won't have to spend all your salary on Tide Pods. Yeah, so it, it's a double-edged sword as are, or as are most things. We can go back and forth about it. But ultimately, uh, the Jersey game has been fresh. Um, you know, we can, we can, you know, go over the other two games, which are absolutely nutty, but that, that whip snakes archers game was really the culmination of the weekend, um, in my mind, but yeah. Um, I real quick, I, I do want to talk about the jerseys a little bit because I think that, uh, I'd actually need to go back and look at the last two weeks, but I'm pretty sure, was this the first week that the Atlas or the Atli ended up going uh, white jerseys on the that like Hopkins blue shorts um, because if that's the case, they may have cracked the code right there. Um, again, I, yeah, I think they were running a poll on Twitter for what uh, what they wanted to wear, and I think most people chose uh, the white the white on blue. Honestly, you know what they, they have gone they have gone white. On, they've actually done the best job so far at mixing it up so they've gone uh blue jerseys white shorts and then it looks like they've also gone uh white jerseys blue shorts before so but i i do think that that's i i like that look a whole lot better than just going with the the onesie because the you know the whip snakes the drip snakes um the besides drenner's uh cleats it did look a, a little little funky out there with the those new lids that were like a, a color that I've never seen before. It's like a uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe like chartreuse. Is uh, I'm I'm gonna take your word on that one. Not it's like a it's like a like a combination of like sea green and like turquoise somewhere somewhere in between that. You you are you seem like a guy who had the Crayola sixty four pack growing up. Oh, and, definitely. And, and I was I was stuck just with like eight or sixteen, fucking rose art kids out there. You know, <laughs> can't can't talk to those kids. Um, no, those were those were not you know in like the snakeskin uh, kind of head wrap they had to go with it was pretty yeah. sick. Yeah, it was it was okay. It was just a, it was like a little much for me. I I like uh, but again yeah. if if. But if, if you're going with the drip snakes, then I guess you do have to go a little extra sometimes. Yeah, and I guess that that is that short is that color their like third color? Because I think they're like a they're like an orange. Yeah, yeah. So they uh, like, green. It, yeah, so it's like yeah. Well, it's like reddish. I guess I don't know. I'm also uh, I feel like feel like color slightly colorblind. Uh, but yeah, I guess whatever the hell chartreuse black orangey red i don't know it's I'll, I'll need to warm up to it a little bit more but hey it, it worked for them everything's been working for them so far as they are three and oh on the season um yeah i i thought that the game on sunday i thought that that was you know a, a pretty uh you know all these games i feel like you you almost you should watch the entire thing just because like you're it's great lacrosse and like what else are you gonna do um but it is oh it's it's been pretty interesting to see how like you know because because the Atlas they they were up for a while there um, and then to start the second half the Chrome just started storming back uh, we had Matt Donowski dropping a two bomb from range uh, you know and then you know uh, Ranigan was also going off a little bit there so you know it's 
it just seeing these teams just like storm back like you like you could watch a game it could be 8-1 in the second quarter and you know that like if you decided to take a quick little cat nap just to you know enjoy your sunday you're going to wake up and there's going to be 5 minutes left of the fourth quarter and it's going to be a one or two goal game you know you you might as well at this point it's like do the goals even matter because you know you could just go to the crowd after and they could do that thing where everybody claps for the people that they think win so like if every game is going to go to overtime, you might as well just eliminate overtime and just didn't employ the clapping system. Like clap really hard for the whip snakes. If you think the whip snakes won and yeah. clap really hard for the, for the chaos, if you think the chaos won. So who, I mean, who can, who can raise the roof harder? Yeah. I mean, there's, it, you know, they can put on an old, you know, all I do is win by DJ Khaled or something like that. And just, you know, ruin that song again. Um, but, uh, I'm sorry, dude, they played it. Wow. Uh, wow. DJ, that's, uh, he's never going to listen to the show anymore. Oh uh, yeah. He's, he's probably not going to listen to the show anymore. Dude. Um, sorry. I was, so one of my, one of my many years of college, um, many, many years of college was at Auburn in 2010. And I guess that song came out that year. All I do is win. And I, in Auburn in 2010 national championship season, they played that song every fucking game without in probably eight to 12 to 15 to 20 times. And it just, every time I hear it, I get dizzy because that's, you know, I was just wasted in the stands and I can't, I can't listen to it. So I'm sorry, DJ Khaled, if you don't want to listen to the, the crease dive anymore, but uh, I just, I can't. You so, know what? I'm actually, I'm when I go back to edit this, I'm going to throw that song in right here. So, uh, <laughs> Hey, everyone just uh, sit back, relax and enjoy the, the fine, fine, sweet voice of DJ Khaled telling you to put your hands up, down, up, down, up, down. Just the musical style. There was so much that went into that song, you know, like just so much effort. But moving on. Sorry for the tangent. Uh, well, that I'll tell you what, that seems that does seem like a, a perfect way to introduce Nick Acello back to the podcast. So uh, we've got Nick on from the Redwoods to talk about his little his little uh little little bit of a Donnie Brook there with Blaze Reardon. So we'll get his uh his take on it. And yeah, if uh you know if you're someone who's gonna be a little bit triggered about fighting in lacrosse, now is your trigger warning to turn off the podcast and uh just you know go home and and change your diapies. All right, with us right now, we've got recurring guest. Joining us again on the pod, we've got Nick Acello from Redwoods LC. He is uh, fresh off a tough loss this weekend in Chicago. And uh, from the looks of it, you're still in Chicago. So uh, one, how are you feeling after this weekend? And two, uh, why are you why, why are you still in your hotel? Uh, well, so two, two questions. I'll address the first one. Uh, feeling um i'm not feeling great um my dad was in town visiting uh you know he came out to support me and tim and i got pretty banged up last night so i'm still recovering from that and my dad can put him away too so happy father's day dad and then um yeah there, were, there was a mix-up where i tried to get my flight changed to tonight so i could have just an extra day in chicago but turns out like there was a miscommunication where they didn't change my flight from last night to tonight. So I missed my flight last night. 
thinking it was tonight, but they never changed it or updated the itinerary. So it's just been a wild weekend of miscommunications and not talking and just making grand assumptions. And I'm, uh, I'm not in a good place mentally to deal with like airline and flight issues right now. Um, so I'm just going to kind of deal with that later when I'm feeling better, but I got Pedialyte in a bag. So that's going to really turn things around. Yeah, we, uh, so we saw you get after this weekend, Jordy. I mean, I'm feeling fantastic. Uh, you know, got a, you know, got, got to get on the beach a little bit, you know, get a nice little tan, not a big deal. Sometimes, you know, we have to treat ourselves in life. Um, but we saw you get a little chippy out there on the field. Uh, yeah. Now, it, has that chippiness uh, boiled over into dealing with these airline people? Like, are, are you about to throw hands with a TSA agent at some point? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I have to start one-upping it because, I mean, shit, the amount of texts and DMs and stuff that I've gotten, I mean, you know how much I crave attention. So I'm just going to have to go around like suckering people just to keep, you know, just to keep the train rolling. But no, uh, to just answer that question, no, I'm not going to be punching the airline people. But you know what? Yeah. I have some strongly worded opinions. We'll see. Yeah, legally speaking, that was probably the right answer. Yeah, for the for the lawyers out there, yeah, I'm not going to punch anyone off the field. All right, well How, then. Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just uh, well. We have to. You have to also extend that to how. Um, how about the people who have threatened to fight you online? Because that's, I mean, that, that's a whole bastion of, of of brave souls out there. So well, I mean, pe like people online. I don't know what it is about being on Twitter that just makes you a complete idiot. But whenever people log on and just start firing off opinions about anything, they're always like the dumbest things in the world. So like the, the two opinions that I've consistently got is that I ruined the sport of lacrosse. Uh, <laughs> just you. And then the other opinion is that like, oh, well, that was a cheap shot sucker punch. Like if you were a real man, like if you were to fight me, I'd kick your ass. I'm just sitting there looking at both of these opinions from what has now become like a ridiculous amount of people. And it's just absolute like uncensored stupidity. And it's kind of funny, but the fight people, I'm like, listen, I'm the toughest guy on the internet behind a screen. Um, turns out that's wrong. There are a lot other people out there that are like way tougher on the internet. So I'm going to have to really start, um, threatening people, threatening to fight people online if I really want to, uh, you know, be the toughest guy on the internet. Because holy shit, some of these guys on Twitter are just really, uh, you know, typing out some aggressive tweets. And, you know, I'm rattled, of course. I really think it's amazing how you managed to ruin the entire sport of lacrosse with, you know, just one one decision. I think that that's actually, that, that actually could be something good you know, like, Hey, like that's the, you know, you're, you should be proud of that, that you just ruined an entire sport. that has been around for thousands of years. You know, you're, I, I, I would put that on a resume. Yeah, no, that's, that's my resume is ruined the entire sport of lacrosse. And like, people are just getting way too like deep about it too. They're like, you ruined the game. You insulted the creator. Like you did this, you did that. And I'm like, over a punch like holy shit boys how about we just take a deep breath and like i didn't insult the creator with a punch like i yeah i don't know so oh, yeah. those quint, hot takes have actually been the funniest quint was a was a big time 
That, oh God! That, that's not a part of the creator's game, guy. He, <laughs> he he went there so fast, and you know what? It's perfectly on. Like there are so many people on Twitter who I've been like looking at, being like, "You are a fucking bozo." But when it came <laughs> when it came from from Quint, I was like, "That's so on brand for him." That I almost I almost sided with him, and now you know what? I'm yeah. Now I'm mad at you too because I, I didn't I didn't even see what Quint settled on. Uh, he just made sure to throw glorification and exploitation of fighting and poor sportsmanship does not represent the values of the creator's game. Well, shut up. Well, like he's ever had a with indoor, like everybody loves, loves it indoor, like shit like this is going to happen. And at the end of the day, like a great, like it's, it's literally gone by. It's the most viral lacrosse play of my entire life. Like, and everybody, like now has an opinion on it and is, and is talking about the PLL and to address the insulting, the creators game, like they played this game to prevent war. So these were like two tribes that like hated each other's guts and were literally ready to kill each other, but instead played lacrosse. But Oh, because a punch was thrown not now somehow that's an insult. I mean, I, I if anything, I think it's even more on brand respecting the creator. That right there, that was the spin of that was yeah, that shuts down everyone. That was a great yeah. Movie. So I'm, I might have I'm to go, go on was, Twitter and uh respond to Quint because that's that's a pretty ridiculous take on his part. Yeah, maybe you guys will just have to fight each other. We could set that up for a rough and rowdy. <laughs> a rough and rowdy me versus Quint. <laughs> Sign uh, me up, I'm down. I'll tweet at him. He'll have to stand on some phone, he'll, he'll have to stand on some phone books. All right, we don't we don't we don't short shame on this podcast. Yeah, we're we're an inclusive we're we're inclusive of all heights. So hey, uh so real quick, so everyone listening to this interview right now has probably seen the punch at least uh you know 10, 12, 13 times, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um so we, we don't need to talk about like like what went into it so much, but I do have um, you know, I think the the most important aspect of this that I don't know if enough people are talking about, um, how do you feel about the fact that your helmet was off as you got to throw that punch? So, um, you know, at, you're a guy who you're, you're not quite gifted in the, in the, uh, the flow department. Shut so, up. so <laughs> you, you, you are, you are a, a bald guy. Um, yeah. but it, it, it suits you well, but like, so how do you feel about, <laughs> The fact that, you know, the, the helmet was off, I think it could go one of two ways, but it was just a, a perfect shot on your face and then a perfect connection, too, with that right. So, um, you know, would you have preferred if the helmet stayed on or do you think that it, it turned out to be a better highlight because the bucket was off? No, so it, it turned out to be a better highlight because the bucket was off for sure. So the, the two, like... First off, when they were posting about it, it made it seem like I punched him and then got suplexed to the moon. But That's that what I was saying, yeah. So a lot of people were like, how dare you sucker punch the goalie and then he kicked your ass afterwards. I was like, no, let's get the timeline right just to make sure that you know I'm not the guy that's just going around punching goalies. I, I felt very justified in what I did and I will defend that. Um, but second off, like the amount of people that immediately just went to like – Oh shit! Look at this bald guy out there punching people. I was like, you know what? I'm, uh, I have a name. All right, I'm not just bald guy. And it's actually hilarious. Um, I feel like when you're a bald guy, especially when you're 26 and it's not really your choice, you kind of have to like 
be a bit of a hard ass and just like be a hardo in general. So they were like, oh, that's very on brand for like the angry bald guy to be going around punching people. So to be honest, I mean, I think it, uh, I think it's going to really, you know, solidify a part of my, you know, the, the latter end of my twenties is being just like the tough bald guy. And now that that punch happened, now I can hopefully just coast off of reputation and not have to get my ass kicked again. So, so I liked it. I buckets off. Nobody was like, Ooh, who's that hot guy punching people. They just said, who's the bald guy. So, you know, it's nice to know where I stand in the social, uh, you know, social hierarchy. But yeah, I mean, like, I feel like, you know, lacrosse right now, it's just all about, you know, branding yourself. And that's the kind of thing that the PLL is doing is, you know, giving players opportunities to promote their own. So like maybe what you'll have to do is kind of just like a Ron Artest, like switching to Meta World Peace. Like you just have to <laughs> now be like Nick, Nick, bald guy. And then we could get just bald guy on the back of your jersey there. And then just you can kind of lean into that for your brand and, and really just market that up. You could probably get a lot of endorsement deals with like uh, there's that company like Skull Shaver or something like that. So, I mean, that's... That, you know, one one punch to Blaze's chin could end up with a lot of endorsement money in your pocket. Well, and then like, yeah, being in Chicago, I still think the weirdest part about being in Chicago is seeing these billboards that have Brian Erlacher with hair on it. So it's like, not only could I set myself up with like a bald shaver, but 20 years down the line, we could parlay that into like a Rogaine sponsorship. And, uh, you know, if Brian Erlacher can do it, you know, there's no doubt that I could do that. So, you know what, you're right. I'm going to have to get really tuned up and make a uh, make an instagram post because you know that's that's a whole other train wreck in itself but i'll probably be doing that tonight and uh you know again it's just it's interesting that it's never hey mom i made the news because i did something good it's like hey mom i almost died in the cliff my balls exploded and i punched a guy in the face so you know hey any press is good press you know we'll, we'll stick with that and you're always making a, you know, it always makes for a good like Thanksgiving, you know, story. Like, hey, you know, and everything gets awkward at Thanksgiving. Is like, hey, you guys remember that time that you know Nick punched a guy on national television? Like, that was great. You know, it brings really brings the family together. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, you know, the family group chat was blowing up yesterday, and they're like, you know, how did you not even knock him out or knock him down? Like, you're so soft. Like, we always knew that you couldn't hit. And I'm like, I thought it was a pretty good punch. And yet 10 seconds after it happens, I'm getting flamed by my cousins and like family about how I couldn't even like knock them down. So it's, you know what? It's, you can't win them all, but whatever. I'm not upset about it. You're upset about it. Shut up. You know, um, the other, the other things that like the, and I think that we also missed this kind of key part was, I believe it was Mark Lucini who kind of was on top of Sergio Kirkovic um obviously in his ear saying something i wonder what he was saying it probably wasn't like hey bud that was nice um but yeah my question is so on the field you know yeah you guys are mic'd up like there's a couple mic'd up guys and we can hear you know a lot of stuff but like is there more chirping on the field than is normal is this is it like uh since we're in a new league is it like a new level of chirping or are we just like you know the same old same old like you're fucking 10 ply bud you know nice try type thing well, it's uh, I, I'd certainly say that the uh, the level and the frequency of chirps have just skyrocketed. And again, that was that was my first game that I played in. But it seems like 
it's almost like a little bit more hockey-esque where, you know, like if there's a save on the crease or if like there's a ground ball scrum, like, or the whistle blows or something, there's going to be like, you know, a little, all right, like let's shove each other around, talk a little bit of shit. And then like, let's, let's move on. So like all the little deal, like there's always going to be, you know, a shit talk, you know, like on a bad shot or like on a missed slide or, you know, whatever. But it's like, it's the added bonuses of just like these little infrequent, plays like that uh that can really let you you know go from you know a level eight chirping to like a level nine ten and uh and especially in situations like that like sergio's on the ground the pll has essentially given the green light just to kind of like all right we're not going to be calling hacks or you know really we're going to try and like let the boys play which is awesome but it does end up in those situations like sergio falls down like Troy Ray takes a hack on him. Glissini's on top of him. And then it's like, so I have to step in. And then it's, a, you know, like, oh, you know, what the fuck are you going to do about it? And I'm like, well, like, what are you going to do about it? You know, <laughs> like, fuck you, look at you. You're tiny, like, um, so it's like a lot of that. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, getting suplexed and punching someone. But there is definitely more, and it's amplified, too. And to be honest, like, it's it's one of those things where, if you have like Canadians on your team, then you've already won the shit talk. They are so goddamn witty and quick that it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to keep up with. So, you know, it's, uh, I'm fortunate enough to have been, you know, played, played in quotes, like two and a half years in, in indoor and just being surrounded by Canadians. I really think it gives me a little extra edge in uh, in chirping. Yeah, I feel like instead of watching film, like you just have to like binge a, a season of like Letterkenny and then <laughs> and then you'll you'll be you'll be set to go. Yeah, Letterkenny, Trailer Park Boys, and then you know if I really want to do my research, I'll go back and watch uh, Yo Mama on MTV. Which the fact that that was ever a show is crazy. And it was co-hosted by Fez from that '70s show. That's do, that's uh, one of the great marketing decisions. Do Yo Mama jokes still play? Or we, I, that's probably been long enough now that we could have them make a comeback. Well, we were, uh, <laughs> I can't even remember. It was like somebody said it in the locker room. It was like, yeah, your mom is, your mom is so fat that she walked in front of the TV and I missed two seasons. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot about your mama jokes. So, you know what? If it happens, don't be surprised if there's a resurgence in, uh, in your mama jokes. But, Actually, that's funny you mentioned that because I actually saw your mom when I was driving home and I swerved around her and ran out of gas. That's how fat your mom is. So. <laughs> that's fucked up. She listens to this podcast. Sorry. Sorry, Miss Barstool Jordy. I apologize. I'm sure you're a lovely lady. <laughs> um, fuck. I was, wasn't, wasn't ready for that one. That was all right. Well played. Got you, fucker. Now I'm off my game here a little bit. Now I might have to fucking suplex you. Um, yeah, I thought you were. Uh, I thought you were going to ask the hard hitting questions, but these have just been cheese balls, and I just flamed you. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought that the bald one was going to get you. I thought you'd be a little bit more self conscious about that, but no, me and Jerry, we kind of, uh, you know, we have a support group. We we have we hop on a call every Wednesday, um, so you know, we we have a support group to help out the bald guys. There you go. I, I do wish I had good hair. That's kind of a bummer, but. Yeah, I mean, especially if if the bucket's going to be coming off that all. Maybe just like you can uh, remember when they used to have the um, so it was like the Combro chill thing. You would like wear it would be like a oh wig that attaches to the back of the helmet. The floor so, bucket. 
Yeah, the flow bucket. bucket. So when when the Redwoods, so I, I guess you guys were on NBC Sports Gold this past weekend. But if uh-huh. you're if you're on like NBC Sports or like regular NBC, you might just have to throw on a flow bucket for that. Um, so you can stay bald for the the ones that are just streaming on the app. But once you get to like NBC, like that's, I mean, a lot, a lot of millions of people watching. So maybe just we can bring the flow bucket back probably right around the same time period as your mama jokes as well. So like we can just get everything coming back all, all at the same time. I'm a hundred percent down. I'll wear the flow bucket next time we're on NBC done. There we go. Um, Hey, real quick. So you're a big uh, on, on Twitter. You're, you're a big, big ranking guy. Um, yeah. You always got a, a bunch of uh, top fives going there. So just off the top of your head, uh, cause I think you picked a good one to start with. But who would be the top five goalies that you would want to give a one piece no biscuit? Mm. Hmm. Um I think I think Blazers are great just because like he's a guy who's who's gonna give you a little something back where it's not gonna look yeah. like you're just like bullying some nerd. Um number one, the one that pops up right away is uh Galloway. And there's a couple reasons for that. Number one is he's really good, and it pisses me off that he saves all the shots that I shoot. And number two, he like, he makes me feel bad about shooting it sometimes. Like I'll be running down. I I distinctly remember this. I was playing for Denver and we were playing in Rochester, I think, or where, you know, wherever it was. And I was like dodging down the right alley and I was like getting ready to shoot it. And he goes, yeah, fucking shoot it. Ocello. I was like, Oh my God. Like, you want (laughs) No, <laughs> like he actually rattled me enough to where like I just moved it down to the wing because I was like, there's no way that if I take that shot after he tells me to and he saves it, I'd have to just quit and walk off the field. Um, so number one would be Galloway, but that's because he's like a really good goalie and rattles me. Um, number two would be Scott Rogers. Uh, I'd love to see how he, he would react to it. Um, you know, again, uh, speaking of internet tough guys, he's, he's right up there. Um, and you know, he might just, you know, rip my head off, but it's, I'd love to see the reaction. Um, number three, probably blaze. Um, I remember we were getting ready to play him in the quarters. It was right after he did that coast to coast goal and scored on Cornell. And, you know, he was getting all this pub and everybody was just jocking him. And anytime someone gets more attention than me, I don't like it. So I was like, yo, like, fuck this guy. Like, I hope he tries that on us. Like. You know, just being pretend hardos. Uh, so those are the top three. Um, trying to think of a good four or five, but I mean, I think that's just those are the top three that just kind of stand out immediately. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm trying to think right now about you know who else is is playing. I mean, I feel like uh, what about like Brett Queener? I don't Rabel know. Used to, Rabel used I don't to really just have too, like too many opinions on him. Um, yeah. I, I'd like to uh, punch Dylan Ward, but that's just because he's like one of my really good friends, and it's always fun to you know scum it up with a with a Canadian goalie. See how he reacts to that. Would you rather punch him uh, box or field? Uh, field, because I think if you punch a goalie in box, you would literally get murdered by the entire rest of the defense. So it's a good point. We'll say field, but that's just because I'm soft and scared of you know an entire box team jumping me. Well, it seems like right now you're kind of really picking on the goalies that wear sweatpants. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Galloway, he's a big sweatpants guy. Dylan Ward in field, he's a sweatpants guy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty sure Blaze, when he scored that goal against Cornell, he was definitely wearing sweatpants for that game. Uh, yep. So yeah. So I'm listen. If if you're if you're a goalie out there and and you want to catch a catch a right to the chin, throw on a pair of sweats. Oh. And another point, everybody's saying it's a right hook. You're an idiot if you say it's a right hook, it's a right cross. Can we at least get the type of punch down? I can't throw a right hook for shit. So just a little little asterisk, a little side note. Let's make sure we get that right. Yeah, I mean, think about the kids out there. Like, can you imagine just like teaching the kid? Like, if, if they think that that's what a hook is, then they're never going to win a fight. So, you know, like, yeah, for, for the people you know, that this are- generation is screwed if they think that's a hook. Yeah, for the for the whole crowd out there who are just worried about the kids watching the game, get get it right. Think of the kids. Well, I mean, they put the whole you know parental advisory explicit content thing at the bottom of the the game now on NBC Sports. It's like, oh, I'm gonna go not allow my eight year old to hear the word fuck because like he definitely <laughs> hasn't right. Uh, so it was oh, your yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> God, people are so stupid. Oh, I didn't want to hear that. You know, when I was watching the game, it's like, well then. Like you shouldn't be watching sports in the first place. Like what do you, yeah, that, that there, there have been some really stupid takes just with the launch of the PLL and that has to be up there. Like, why did you mic up the players if they were going to say cuss words, shut up, Brenda, like go have your second glass of Chardonnay at noon. Well, you know, the other, so, okay. So this was your, this was your, your first PLL game, right? So your first PLL game, it was, um, Correct. How so. how how does it compare to field to no, the normal field you play to box? How did you like it compared to the you know the the other leagues? Well, to be honest, I I loved it, and I think I think it takes uh, a great aspect of box, which is you know obviously box is way smaller, but the shortened field makes a huge difference, and the shorter shot clock, it just is a faster game, like. It's always interesting because when, when you put out new rules on lacrosse, everybody instantly hates them and, you know, sees yeah. everything wrong with them. Uh, but when we were told the rules, we're like, all right, you know, it seems reasonable, seems reasonable enough. That's a little odd, but, you know, we'll just wait to see how it plays out. And, you know, to the credit of, you know, the rules committee, they, they did an excellent job. They set out with a goal to make it faster, make it more relatable, you know, make it, uh, you know, more enjoyable to people who, you know, know anything about lacrosse that's as entertaining a product as you're going to get while staying so i think you found to honor the creator you know we should say because big creator guy um but to find that nice balance on the first try really i think you know it's it's not an easy thing to do and i think they knocked it out of the park everybody except for maybe like face-off guys i guess have been struggling a little bit with their exits because it's a little bit shorter field um but I think overall it's been very well received by the players. And, you know, I don't know, how, do you think it looks better than, you know, the traditional? You know, I think that – so they, you know, I, I, I'm from Atlanta. So I've been watching the Blaze for a little bit. Um, we, I mean, I went to all the MLL games and things like that. And mm-hmm. there were times – my attention span is, is extremely small. My brain is just so small. I got that impression. Really, yeah, dude, it's, it's all over the place. So <laughs> – you know, the MLL was kind of like there were there were points where some of those MLL games were boring as fuck. Um, I'll be I'll be perfectly honest, um, you know, so kind of, you know, Rabel marketed it in the way that like, you know, uh, this is going to be the next big thing in lacrosse. And I told Jordy, like on one of our other podcasts, like, um, you know, the fact that they waited until kind of the last minute to like 
release the rules and release the field dimensions and that sort of thing kind of hyped it up appropriately enough. And then, you know, come game time, you know, we've had what, like seven out of nine games have gone to overtime. Like that's, that's really, to me, that's delivering on the product. So, um, I mean, it looks fun. It looks fun as fuck uh, out there. So I think you're well, like, confirming even, that. Even little things like media timeouts, like the amount of media timeouts in the MLL I thought was crazy. It's like, okay, we have like 30 seconds or like three minutes a game. And then like, all right, we're standing around a couple more minutes. And then we're standing around and like, just like the media timeouts are more efficient, quicker, less of them, shorter field. So yeah, it, uh, it really kind of captures that excitement of like a box game, but it brings it to field. So yeah. Honestly, big, you know, big credit to whoever helped shape those rules. I know, obviously, Paul and Mike had a big say, but if you're listening to this and you help shape the rules, thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, shorter field definitely seems uh, pretty ideal. Like, I, th- I think that that needs to just Plus be running. It's great. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like it, like men's leagues and sh- and like summer tournaments and shit like that. Like, I feel like we need to start incorporating that a little bit more just because you know getting up there in age don't really feel like uh you know i'll just hang out at the top of the box and then just get off whenever i can um hey so quick question for you so like we mentioned your your first time suiting up in the pll this season Mm -hmm. what was your initial reaction so you you get up to your locker you know you probably see your name right up there uh and Mm -hmm. and and you look down you got your jersey, all your pads and everything. Then you all look all the way down and you see a pair of green socks. Um, so mm. any 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 reaction to that? Mm. Um, um, I mean, to be honest, I liked them. Were, were we getting chirped for having green socks? Were you? Sure. I don't know. We we've been we've been heavy uh anti-colored socks on at least at least the pink socks for sure, just because there there's a, a certain connotation to that um that we can get into at a, at a later time the green it it's subtle enough where like it it doesn't really just like pop on the screen while you're watching yeah. it on tv it kind of just like blends in with the field um but I, I you know i was i was just curious you know just getting up if, if that was to throw you off at, a, at any point no jordy i mean we're our team colors are green so for you to ask about green socks i mean that's that's just a bad question um but wearing you know, green green socks and white cleats and white cleats. I mean, that's a good combo. I don't know if we, if we had black cleats, uh, we're in trouble. But green on white, that's a nice, crisp, clean look. Um, and you know, it's it's just it's a good green sock here, guys. Let's not make a big deal out of it. And you I know, just it's, it's it's disrespectful to the creator's game because <laughs> like think about you know, having like, green socks. Yeah, the, I mean the backwards. the original the original game the way it was set. I mean these guys were just playing barefoot, so to, like come out here and just think that you you flex on the creator like that by bringing oh, around colored God. socks. It's I mean it's a little disrespectful. And think about the kids. Like what are what are the kids going to do now? Like think about all the kids that are going to be watching these games, and now they're going to be hounding their parents to buy them new green socks. You think the parents can just afford to buy green socks all the time so i don't know it's just it it's a shame to see the way that this league is just slowly destroying the game that we all know and love i mean it's just it's crazy how much how much free time do you have to manufacture that take that's crazy. you need to get a second job if you're out here manufacturing takes about insulting the creator and bankrupting the parents over green socks i want to fight you now so next time i see you when we're in philly just get ready we'll just make sure to punch me after i suplex you and not the other way around (laughs) 
which she, I'm surprised. I haven't been tossed like that in a long time. So credit to Blaze. He must be getting, uh, you know, getting back in the gym or, you know, doing something for his strength because, boy, the fact that his back didn't explode is, uh, you know, credit to him. Yeah. But that would have happened if I wasn't distracted. So. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll we'll go back. No, no, we'll, yeah, let's move on. We'll go. We'll we'll review the tape. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? That's that, I think that's a good that's a good place to end on. Um, you know, you were distracted. Blaze, he snuck you there with the suplex. You defended yourself. Um, bygones were bygones. Everyone moved on, and the sun still rose this morning, and people can still play lacrosse without. And I'm still just... friends with Blaze. Like it's great to have that competitive aspect, and then like, uh, with the the agreement that we reached is that we're going to go to Chipotle, and I have to buy chips and guac. It's like everybody, all these parents are like, "Can you imagine?" Fine. It's like, yeah, he's my fucking friend. Like everybody, just relax, and we're handling it like adults. So I think he sent out a tweet that just encapsulated it perfectly. Like just we're, we're still friends. Like everybody chill. Well, that's what we said this morning. We said that, uh, you know, are you really friends with someone if you haven't punched them in the face or been punched in the face by them? No, I mean, honestly, not really. You can't consider yourself a best friend until you've had one good scrap. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, then that's what I'm agreeing with you then. So. And oh, then perfect. and then settle it over some Chipotle or yeah or Maybe or any beers too any other sort of Mexicanish cuisine we don't give around uh, free ads around here yeah so. yeah yeah <laughs> I'll send the invoice what's your what's your go to order uh bowl brown rice pinto beans fajitas double chicken mild little bit of hot corn. Uh, cheese, guac, chips to eat it like a bowl, and then a lot of green Tabasco. It's quality. Yeah, yeah. No, I've spent years perfecting and crafting it. So, uh, yeah, big, big believer that it, you're you're a child if if you don't get the bowl because you always get way more in the bowl than you do if you get it wrapped up. Um, there's also the I. I would have to figure out how to how to roll it myself, but a lot of people swear by the uh, order a bowl and then also get a wrap like on the side. And then yeah, give, I'm they, not I'm not a huge fan of that to be honest. But you know that's the beauty of America. Just because I don't like something doesn't mean that I have to take other ways like the freedoms of others away to enjoy their side tortilla. So unless you're on Twitter, unless I'm on Twitter, and then I'm the toughest guy in the world. All right. Well, hey, everyone can follow Nick on Twitter um, for for all of those takes and and Quint. You might be catching a block from Quint pretty soon here. After you I'm respond. I'm actually gonna go and respond to him now, and that's gonna be like I I'll, hope I'll, I'll be right there. I'll be right there with a <laughs> with a backup fave. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> all right. So at Nick Acello on Twitter, you can catch him before he gets uh, before Quint decides to report him and he gets his account suspended. So follow him <laughs> while you can and make sure you're following him for the rest of the PLL season. Hey, congratulations on, on making some big waves in this game. Um, you know, might not have been, you know, a, a nasty behind the back goal or anything like that, but I think it's, it's just as important for growing the sport. So you did well, kid. Thanks, Dad. I appreciate your your approval. It's all I ever wanted. All right, we'll we'll talk to you and uh, yeah, work on that hook. All right, yeah, it's a cross. God damn. <laughs>
they stay there And they say yeah And they stay there Won't stop now. Whoa. Keep your hands up, get them in the sky for the homies that ain't making them. My folks locked down. Whoa. I never went nowhere. Whoa. What they say in loot is back. Yeah. Blame it on that conjure. The hood call it looter yak. Whoa. And I'm on this foolish track. So I spit my foolish flow. Whoa. My hands go up and down, down. like strippers' booties go. Whoa. My verses still be serving, tight like a million virgins. Yeah. Last time on a college remix, now I'm on the original version. Ah. Can't never count me out. Y'all better count me in. Got 20 bank accounts. Accountants count me in. Make millions every year, the South champion. Yeah. Cause all I do, all I, all I, all I, all, all I, I do is win, is win, 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 no matter what. Whoa. Got money on my mind, I can never get it up. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. And they stay there.